Welcome to Morning Soap. At Fusion Church, our desire is that every believer would not just attend church, but also hear from God daily through His Word. As we read the Bible, we begin to see how God responds to things. Doing daily devotions repatterns the way we think, transforms the spirit of our mind, and helps us become more like Jesus. Join us here, Monday through Friday, as various pastors and leaders at Fusion Church share devotion and teaching through that day's soap scripture. Download the current soap reading plan at fusionchurch.cc soap. Right. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Fusion Church. It's Moderational Friday. I'm here this morning. Um, Stepping in for Pastor Sean, he's uh, he's away for a couple of days, just getting recharged a little bit. He he asked me to if I can fill in for him, and of course, since I like him so much, I said, "Okay, I will do that for you." You know, so you know, so it it is Friday. It's not Monday, so don't go ballistic out there, you know. But at the end of the week. And I had the honor of starting the week and finishing off the week. Oh, so I'm excited. I'm excited. Uh, we are in Numbers 3 this morning. And let us begin with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for this is the day that you have made. And I will rejoice and be glad in it. I thank you for your word. I thank you for everyone who is watching and listening. I pray for every home, every senator here, Father God. And I and I ask you that your blessings will be upon them. Let it be you and not us speaking this morning. And I thank you in advance for all that you're doing, all that you have done, and all that you're going to continue to do for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. You can stretch out. And our lovely Nicole is going to be reading the word this morning. Uh, Good morning, everybody. It's uh, Numbers 3. I'm reading out of the NIV version. Nice short one today of 51 verses. So (laughs) here we go. Uh, This is the account of the family of Aaron and Moses at the time the Lord spoke to Moses at Mount Sinai. The names of the sons of Aaron were Nadab, the firstborn, and Abihu, Eleazar, and Ithamar. Those were the names of Aaron's sons and the anointed priests who were ordained to serve as priests. Nadab and Abihu, however, died before the Lord when they made an offering with unauthorized fire before him in the desert of Sinai. They had no sons, so Eleazar and Ithamar served as priests before the lifetime of their father Aaron. The Lord said to Moses, bring the tribe of Levi and present them to Aaron, the priest, to assist them. They are to perform duties for him and for the whole community at the tent of meeting by doing the work of the tabernacle. They are to take care of all the furnishings of the tent of meeting, fulfilling the obligations of the Israelites by doing the work of the tabernacle. Give the Levites to Aaron and his sons. They are the Israelites who are to be given wholly to him. Appoint Aaron and his sons to serve as priests. Anyone else who approaches the sanctuary is to be put to death. Verse 11. The Lord also said to Moses, I have taken the Levites from among the Israelites in place of the first male offspring of every Israelite woman. The Levites are mine, for all the firstborn are mine. When I struck down all the firstborn in Egypt, I set apart for myself every firstborn in Israel, whether human or animal. They are to be mine. I am the Lord. The Lord said to Moses in in the desert of Sinai, count the Levites by the families and clans, count every male a month old or more. So Moses counted them as he was commanded by the word of the Lord. 
These were the names of the sons of Levi, Gershon, Kohath, and Merari. These were the names of the Gershonite clans, Libni and Shimai, the Kohathite clans, Amram, Ishar, Hebron, and Uziel, the Merarite clans, Malai and Mushai. These were the Levite clans according to their families. To Gershon belonged the clans of the Libnites and the Shimites. These were the Gershonite clans. The number of all the males a month old or more were counted was 7,500. The Gershonite clans were to camp on the west behind the tabernacle. The leader of the families of the Gershonites was Eliasaph, son of Lael. At the tent of meeting, the Gershonites were responsible for the, for the care of the tabernacle and tent, its coverings, the curtain at the entrance to the tent of meeting, the curtains of the courtyard, the curtain of, at the entrance to the courtyard surrounding the tabernacle and altar, and the ropes, and everything related to their use. Verse 27. To Kohath belonged the clans of the Amramites, Isharites, Hebronites, and the Uzielites. These were the Kohathite clans. The number of all the males a month old or more was 8,600. The Kohathites were responsible for the care of the sanctuary. The Kohathite clans were to camp on the south side of the tabernacle. The leader of the families of the Kohathite clans was Elizaphan, son of Uziel. They were responsible for the care of the ark, the table, the lampstand, the altars, the articles of the sanctuary used in ministering, the curtain, and everything related to their use. The chief leader of the Levites was Eleazar, son of Aaron, the priest. He was appointed over those who were responsible for the care of the sanctuary. Verse 33. To Merari belonged the clans of the Malites and the Mushites. These were the Merarite clans. The number of all the males a month old or more were counted was 6,200. The leader of the families of the Merarite clans was Uriel, son of Abihel. They were to camp on the north side of the tabernacle. The Merarites were appointed to take care of the frames of the tabernacle, its crossbars, posts, base, all its equipment, and everything related to their use, as well as the posts of the surrounding courtyard with their bases, tent pegs, and ropes. Moses and Aaron and his sons were to camp to the east of the tabernacle toward the sunrise in front of the tent of the meeting. They were responsible for the care of the sanctuary on behalf of the Israelites. Anyone else who approached the sanctuary was to be put to death. The total number of Levites counted at the Lord's command by Moses and Aaron according to their clans, including every male month, every male a month old or more, was 22,000. The Lord said to Moses, count all the firstborn Israelite males who are a month old or more and make a list of their names. Take the Levites for me in place of all the firstborn of the Israelites and the livestock of the Levites in place of all the firstborn of the livestock of the Israelites. I am the Lord. So Moses counted all the firstborn of the Israelites as the Lord commanded him. The total number of firstborn males a month old or more listed by name was 22,273. The Lord also said to Moses, take the Levites in place of all the firstborn of Israel and the livestock of the Levites in place of their livestock. The Levites are to be mine. I am the Lord. To redeem the 273 firstborn Israelites who exceed the number of the Levites, collect five shekels for each one, according to the sanctuary shekel, which weighs 20 geras. Give the money for the redemption of the additional Israelites to Aaron and his sons. Verse 49, 
So Moses collected the redemption money from those who exceeded the number redeemed by the Levites. From the firstborn of the Israelites, he collected silver weighing 1,365 shekels, according to the sanctuary shekel. Moses gave the redemption money to Aaron and his sons, and he, as he was commanded by the word of the Lord. Amen and amen. Wow, wow, wow. Thank you very much, Nicole. A lot of good reading there. A lot of names there. A lot of points in this particular chapter. You know, and, and pretty much what this chapter three is, is the, is the organization of the temple. It's the way the temple was supposed to be run. It's the responsibility of all those that the Lord was call, calling to participate in some aspect of taking care of the house of God. You know, but also within this uh, chapter is a couple of times he says, it, it says we'll be put to death. Those ones that shouldn't be there, that those ones that were out of order. And, and that's in verse 10 and also in verse 38, which means the Lord wants things to go in a certain way. He wants things done in a certain way, in an in a orderly fashion. Not only that, in verse 4, we get reminded of two of the sons of Aaron who, who died when they profaned an offering. So they did an offering their way, their way. And it's not supposed to be our way, you know, or their way. It's supposed to be in the Lord's way. So let's put it this chapter right here you know it talks about the organization in other words there's so many tasks to be done you know within the house of god it's so many tasks to be done here at fusion and every task is as important as the next every person is responsible for certain tasks you all know who you are you know you have responsibilities but you know if we need to make sure that we fulfill that obligation that we fulfilled that task because we've been called to do that. You know, it's, it's not someone else's needs. Uh, you know, someone stops to do their task. Somebody else needs to step up. And that's, and that's where we need to be careful with, you know, our task in the church, whatever responsibility we have is as important as almost having a job. You know how it is when you go to work, come on, but those that work, you know, you push yourself to be there on time. You don't want to be late. You don't want the boss to be saying, I'm going to deduct you 15 minutes because you were late. Been there, done that, you know, and, and, and you always do your best to get there on time. Because if you're not there on time, somebody else needs to be stepping up. So, you know, we need to treat the responsibilities that we have almost like a job. You know, we, we need to take it that serious. You know, and here at Fusion Church, when you look at all the different tasks that everybody has, you know, it starts right there in the parking lot. First contact, first contact of people coming in, you know, and, and what do these, these individuals that are working in the parking lot, they are greeting them. They are walking them in, in you know, just like the leaders here, you know, in, in Numbers 3, that they're supposed to be there to do certain tasks. But with these individuals that people come in, you know, they're there. All the time. They're there in the rain. They're there in the cold. They're there in the heat, you know. So I'm here this morning, you know, to give a shout out to all those who are working in the parking lot. But not only those, all those that are doing any task within the church. Because why? Because it's needed. You are needed. 
you know, we are needed, you know, because it goes like from, from the parking lot. Then they, then they come up to the greeters and, and there's over, uh, over be over there. The number one dancing man of EHT, you know, greeting people, you know, jumping up and down with his signs. And he goes like this with his hair. But he knows he does that. He loves it. He loves it. So he's a motivator. And, and all those individuals that are greeting people there, you know, they put a smile on people's faces. So, you know, so so so, so we make we make fusion a place that, that that's acceptable to you and it's welcoming you in. So there they come. And now where do they go to? They go into hospitality. Oh man, all those that are working in hospitality, you know, we shout out to you also this morning because there you greet them again. There you, you know, you, you answer questions. There you, you, you give them a cup of coffee in one hand and a handshake in the other. And, and if I'm there, I'm most likely gonna get a cup of Butello, you know, because that's what we like to drink here at, at the Hernandez clan family, you know? So it takes every single one of us, you know, stepping up and doing our part to make their experience, you know, wonderful, to make their experience something positive because from there, hospitality, you know, greets them, gives them the coffee, you know, and answers questions and here comes the archers. The archers, you know, they, they come and they guide and they answer questions to those that are coming in, you know, and they, and they show them where they can be seated down at, you know, so there's a, there's a, a point to every task that we do, you know, and every task needs to be done. You know, we go into the sanctuary and here the production team sits waiting, you know, the production team that has been there early in the morning. You know, sometimes I go, I get to church and I see the production team coming in and they're all sleepy heads in the morning and they're turning on all the switches and everything, trying to make everything work. Why? Because they want it to be right. You know, they want every detail to be right. So their experience in the church will be a positive one. So they spend many hours there at the church. And then, you know, production team is there doing their thing. Here comes the worship team. Ah, the worship team. And I and those who know me, I love to worship. I love to worship the Lord. But they come in and they practice over and over and over again. You know why? Because they want the songs to come out right. They want to make sure that the praises to the Lord, you know, comes out right. So they spend multiple time. You see, it takes all of us together working side by side. And that is the importance of chapter three of Numbers because there's a task for everyone. And look at all the numbers in chapter three. You know, they have thousands of people working at different areas of the tabernacle. Why? Because the Lord appointed them there. You know, and we are fusion. We can always use more help. We can always use somebody else to come in to make our tasks a little bit easier. Because the more we have in the teams, the easier uh, things run along. And I know because I'm the pipe and drape king of Cumberland County, you know, I'm there and I'm setting up pipe and, and drape and sometimes it might take me hours, but you know what? I do it with a smile on my face. Why? Because I'm doing it unto the Lord. That's my task to do. But you know what? If we get more helpers, then I go like this. It's your task to do, you know, but we need each other. We need to support each other, you know, and that's what we do at Future. Now, let's not forget childcare. Ooh, boy, we need child care. 
Why do we need child care? Because we want to make the experience of those coming in enjoyable. Nobody wants to have a kid in their lap screaming and hollering while you're trying to listen to a word. So child care is so important, you know, and, and I take my hat off to those that do child care because I used to do it at one time. I can't do it no more. Can't do it no more. You know, they take too much energy. All I got in room is just for my Alexandra, my, my granddaughter, and she can run me crazy sometimes, you know, but I love her, you know, but child care is so important, you know, within the church. So we need people for that, you know, and, and, and again, all those last minute, come on, have you ever been hit in the last minute that we need something done, that we need to take care of something, something is missing, and we got to step into the plate, you know, we all been there. At one time or another, you know, so we need we need to take, you know, to share those that are, that are constantly supporting the service of the church, you know, and those that take time to maintain the building, the repairs, the upgrade. You know, we think that that those particular tasks, you know, are, are not not important, but they are important. They are important to make the house of God you know, a, a, a place that is welcoming and is clean from the repairing, for, from the vacuuming, from the straightening out of chairs. Come on, you guys are straightening out chairs. You know how that is. You know, chairs in and chairs out sometimes. You know, we adding and we taking away, you know, and but everything has to be done in a certain way, you know, to get the house of the Lord in order. So it takes all of us. It takes all of us. And let's not even, you know, now we mentioned the pastors and the leaders who spend time in teaching us, in helping us, you know, to helping us to grow as a family. But on top of that, pastor always says that we are all pastors. So we are all leaders to the connect group leaders that are there, that are, that are, that are helping, you know, to the freedom leaders. Come on now, you freedom leaders, you know that you, that you put it in hours in there, in those classes. You know, then we get into the Freedom Conference, you know, and we had almost 100 the helpers last time. You know, that's a lot of people, but it takes every single one of us. It takes every single one of us. And guess what? And we have to do it the right way. We have to do it with a heart for the Lord. We have to do it because we want to please God. We want to do it because we want to welcome the presence of God. We want to do it because that's first time visitors that are coming in, those first time guests, as they come in, that they can experience a positive thing in the presence of God, that they can experience his touch upon their lives. Why? Because we have been working and working to get things right. So, you know, here in chapter three, you know, Numbers is, is sharing all those different individuals who was going to be the worship leader, the Levites, you know, who is going to be doing the work in the curtains and the poles because it takes a lot of work. And this, you know, tabernacle, you know, when you read all these numbers, it was a huge place. It was a huge sanctuary, you know, and we are fusion. You know, we have a big building and we can use the help. We need each other. You know, we welcome your help. We welcome one another. Why? Because the more we have, the easier it is, like I said before, you know, from, from, from greeting, you know, for, from uh, leading groups, from assisting in groups, you know, to wiping down tables, and picking up pieces of paper and the from the floor, you know, we need you all. 
We need every single help and we appreciate it. So this Friday, you know, Friday morning, you know, it is a time that I'm taking just to appreciate you guys. Appreciate you guys taking your time and helping. Appreciate your time making me coffee when I show up there. You know, that little can that you have hidden in the back, you know, Botello, you know, for a certain individuals that come in, you know, to, you know, and then you guys receive us like, like, you know, like family, you know, and, and the beautiful thing about fusion is that we receive each other. I get there and I'm a hugger. I'm a hugger and I like to hug, you know, and I like to embrace. And a lot of times people, you know, they give me time out, you know, because they, they're still not well. And I understand all that. I understand all that. But as long as you let me, guess what? You're going to get it. You're going to get a hug. You know, you're going to get an embrace. Why? Because we are familia, you know, and familia loves each other. And familia, you know, they they, they go that extra mile for one another. And we are in fusion. We, you know, I, I always greet everybody. Good morning, family, because that's who we are. We are a family of Christ, you know, and we need each other and we need to support each other and we need to help each other. I'm just hoping more more people jump on board with the connect groups, more people jump on board and, and helping in the different ministries because there's so many ministries within future. And I cannot even mention them all, but they are all as vital. They are all as important, you know? And when one piece is missing, the whole thing suffers. The whole thing suffers because somebody else needs to step in. Somebody else needs to be called in or somebody else needs to stop what they're doing to help. So we need each other. We need each other, you know, and I know that they always have a hard time sometimes because people get sick and everything else. But guess what? Every service that we have is met. Every time we have a, an activity, that activity is met. And sometimes people don't see what happens behind behind the curtain because nobody sees that but you guys know you know sometimes you you know you're running it here and there but you know you what you do is so vital what you do is so important and we appreciate that you know so this is this is you know is this is motivational friday but i want to be more more motivational you into into stepping out and doing what god has called you you know what has god called you to do you know what has god put place in your heart to share what has God, you know, has given you that you can give it away. I know that whatever I get from the Lord, I got to give it away because I got to give it away. Why? Because as we give it away, as we share it, you know, that opens up more of, of me that God can pour more into me and God can pour more into you. So what you have, you have to give it away. You have to give away the love. You have to, to give away that comfort. You have to give away the peace that God has given. You got to share it with others. And we do that in ministry. We do that every time we go there and we open up those doors, you know, and we let people in. Every time that we lift up those signs, uh, uh, saying, welcome, welcome home, you know, as every time as, as they get hospitality gets together in the kitchen and they prepare everything and they prepare the food and they prepare the coffee, you know, it takes time, it, but we're doing it for the kingdom of God. We're doing it for the glory of God. We're doing it for those that are coming in that are brokenhearted, those that are coming in wounded so that they can feel at home and they can be healed and restored in the mighty name of Jesus. We want that positive environment to be open for them. That's why as we move forward in 2023, remember your part and remember your part is important. Your part is important. 
like I said earlier, from the one that opens up the door to the one that picks up the last piece of paper, to the one that's uh, that putting drying up the counters in the in the the bathrooms, you know, that we all have done as leaders, you know, to make the place clean, to make that place, you know, that some comfortable for people to come in. Because you know, in Colossians three twenty three, it says, "Whatever you do, do it heartily." As to the Lord and not to man. So whatever you do it, you're not doing it just for fusion. You're not doing it just for pastor, but you're doing it unto the Lord. Because when we do it to us unto the Lord, that's when God is manifested. That's when God's presence really comes down because we are worshiping him. Because you know, whatever we do, that is a form of worship. Making that cup of coffee, putting in those spoons in there, that is worship to the Lord because you are meeting the needs because those needs that are there, you know, they are important. So everything that you guys do, everything that God has called you to do, is very important as from one big leader to the one that picks the last piece of paper from the ground. We are all important in the sight of the Lord and God wants to bless you because you have to give it away. You have to surrender it to him because, you know, like this morning, you know, I don't like to read. Why? Because I have a difficult time. It's not that I'm dumb. It's not that I, can, you know, that I don't know how. Is that other people can read better than me and more fluid? Like all those words that Nicole was pronouncing there. I don't think so. I cannot. I'll be you. I'll be talking Greek, and then you guys will be scratching your head and say, "What is this boy talking about?" You know. But the other people can do that. You know. So she stepped in. And I don't mean to embarrass you, Nicole, but, you know, you stepped in, you know, and, and, and you did that for me. So I appreciate it. You know, I appreciate it because you helping me meet my task this morning by you reading the word for me. So she comes out of her comfort zone and reads on my behalf. See how it works? We need each other. We need each other. I cannot do it without you guys. You know, I need you. I need you guys to 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 acknowledge. You know, when you guys acknowledge some acknowledge me, oh boy, I say, yo, praise the Lord. You know, and I want to acknowledge you guys, all you guys that are on the screen this morning. You are vital. You are important, and God wants to use you, and God is using you. But there's so much more that He wants to do in your life. So much more that He wants to do in my life. So much more that He wants to do in fusion. But guess what? It takes every single one of us. It takes every single one of us. So don't don't look at yourself saying, "Well, I'm not important." Oh yes, you are. You are all important. Because why you are important? Because scripture says that in the womb of your mother, he knew you, he sanctified you, and he set you apart. He needed you together, you know, when you were being formed in that darkness. He was already there. That's how important is, uh, you are to the Lord. And on top of that, he says every hair on your head is counted. Come on now. Every hair on your head is counted. For you guys that have hair, to me that I don't have no hair, you know, he is counted. He knows, he knows. And that means to me, that's detail. So God wants details about you. He has details on you. Why? Because he loves you. He loves you. So my brothers and my sisters this morning, as we come to a conclusion on Friday, this is 
a day that I just want to acknowledge you guys. Acknowledge what you're doing for the Lord, for the kingdom of God. That is very important. That is very, very important for you to fulfill your task. And never think, never think that you're being overlooked. Because my Jesus never overlooks. My Jesus never overlooks you. He knows you. He calls you by name. You know, he knows you and he's, he's going to bless you. And guess what? And he is blessing you. So come on. And you and as, as we close this week that we have been uh, facing, you know, it was been the first week after the Daniel fast. So I hope you guys are behaving. I hope you guys haven't gone, gone back to the old ways and, and go crazy eating and all that kind of stuff that we all did before the fast. Because, you know, take it easy. Focus on the Lord. Focus on what God is calling you to do, you know, and you are important. Remember, you are important and you are needed. So never, you know, look at yourself and say that, no, I'm not, I'm not important. I just, I'm just me. No, you are important. You are important to every single one of us. So focus, 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 trust in the Lord. Lead not into your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. God is in the house. You are important in the house. You are needed in the house. And we love you for that. We love you for what you have done and what you are doing. We love you when we go crazy and you, know, and you are not crazy and you're calming us down. And we love you when, when I am crazy and you guys are going to calm me down. Because I can go crazy every once in a while. But you know what? God is still God. God is so good. And God is going to bless you. Because why? Because you guys have stepped up. So focus on that. You know, as, as pastor and some of the leaders this week took some time to draw near to the Lord. To just get a little recharge with one another. You know, God has given us the opportunity uh, in his word. And he's telling us that we are important. And that he appreciates us. You know, you know, you, you know, normally we will hear that, but God appreciates you because you step forward, because he loves you, because he cares for you, because he'll never leave you. He'll never, you know, he will never abandon you. He will never forsake you. So my brothers and sisters, next time you greet somebody, next time you make that cup of coffee, next time you pick up that little piece of paper from the floor, don't say, don't think, oh, who did that? You know, say, I'm doing it to you, Lord, and to the Lord, because you never know how that piece of paper got there. And because you are taking care of God's house. You see here in chapter three how critical it was that he even said certain individuals will die. Come on now. <laughs> certain individuals will die if they stepped out, if they were in the wrong place, you know, in the, in the house of God. The house of God today is for everyone. Why? Because Jesus Christ pay the price so that we can all enter in. And it is our responsibility, us that know, to make it pleasant for them, you know, and God will honor you for that. And God will bless you for that. As you give it to others, God will give it back to you. As you let go of it and you surrender to the Lord, he will take it and he will do what he needs to do. So my brothers and sisters, I, woo, look at that, 6.30. Oh, man, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. You know, you know, I thank God for this time that he has given me, for the honor 
that I can close up Friday for you guys. You know, I, 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 I pray for you guys that you will have a blessed weekend and we'll see each other on Sundays in, in Cumberland County and you beautiful people from EHT. I will see you sometime. Sometime in the future, I'll see you. I need to get some covering over here so I can go and visit you guys like my son Matthew does every once in a while. Again, keep your focus. Keep your focus. We love you. Have a blessed weekend. Let us pray. Father God, I just thank you for your word. I thank you, Father God, that you prepare your temple, Father God, and you wanted your temple to be in a certain way, to be run in a certain way, to be organized in a certain way, to be taken care of in a certain way. And as you have shared that this morning in chapter three, Father, that we can take care of your house the way that you want us to take care of your house, that we will meet each other's needs within the house, Father, that way the task won't be as burden on us, Father God. I thank you, Father, for the workers. I thank you for all those that are involved, for all those that are going to be involved, Father God. I pray, my Lord God, that we will not grow weary in doing good, because in due season, Father God, you, your blessings are still going to be there. Your blessings are still going to come. I ask you to be with them. I ask you to keep my brothers and sisters safe, Father. And I ask you, Father God, that you will answer their prayers. And I thank you in advance for that, my Lord. And again, thank you for this time, Father. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen and amen. All right, all right. I love you. I love you. Get ready so when I show up one of these days over there and give you a hug. All right. And again, thank you, Nicole, for being a sweetheart and stepping in this morning. God bless.